Welcome to the Change Creator Podcast, where entrepreneurs come to learn how to live their truth, get rich, and make a massive difference in the world. I'm your host, Adam Force, co-founder at Change Creator and co-creator of the Captivate Method. Each week, we talk to experts about leadership, digital marketing, and sales strategies that you can implement in your business and life to go big. Visit us at changecreator.com forward slash go big to grab awesome resources that will help drive your business forward. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Change Creator Podcast. Hope you guys are doing amazing on this fine Wednesday. Um, Adam Force here, host of the show. Um, so some exciting stuff going on. Uh, let's just see, besides all the world chaos <laughs> that is taking place, it's like a, a live reality TV show that's happening uh, pretty much. Um, let's get on a positive note in 2021, um, ramping up our businesses. Um, if you missed the last episode, it's with Trevor Anderson. We talk about what it takes to build a winning agency, um, but you can look at that as what it takes to build you know, a service-based business. Right, he's built a couple agencies, so we get into this conversation. It's a really great conversation. Trevor's a cool guy. He's actually right here in Miami, near me, and um, he has all kinds of awards with his agency and stuff. So lots of insights. Young dude, and uh, you know he's crushing it. So there's a lot to be learned from the processes that he's put in place and how he's actually developed his uh, client roster and all that kind of stuff. All right, so um, the interview that I'm going to have today is with Lori. And Ainsworth. Now, in all transparency, this was recorded uh, earlier uh, in 2020 and slipped through the cracks. It never got published. <laughs> so we wanted to take a moment to um, share this interview because it's a valuable interview. So now Lori Ann Ainsworth is the CEO of the Branson Center of Entrepreneurship in the Caribbean. All right. Um, if you recall, I was just I was just a speaker at the Branson Center of Entrepreneurship's uh, summit that they just did. A lot of fun, exciting event. Uh, there'll be more coming out around that uh, soon, I think, with them. Um, so, you know, Lorianne, uh, she has a lot of experience in developing the entrepreneurial landscape in the Caribbean. Right? She's coached and mentored startups. She has, um, uh, you know, a very big passion for helping um, drive the entrepreneurial ecosystem forward. Um, and she just has this leadership quality that's really important to the Branson team. Um, she's really good at developing partnerships, fundraising, communication, so all these things um, that are very valuable to that environment over in the Caribbean as they uh, work with entrepreneurs and different startups. So. She has a lot of experience to share when it comes to social entrepreneurship. And that's what we want to dig into is, you know, what, what, what are some of the challenges these social entrepreneurs are facing? How are they overcoming them? These are things that you want to become aware of and there are pitfalls that you can avoid, but also insights to help you make progress with your business. The same kind of progress that all the people going through the Branson Center of Entrepreneurship are making, right? So a lot to be learned here and it's a valuable conversation. So we're going to share this with uh, this interview here today uh, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook. Um, that's a bread and butter channel for us. And we have our private Facebook group called Be a Change Creator. It's right there on the on the Facebook page. There's a big button. You can get to it. 
Um, and guys, if you haven't been to our website in a while, uh, we've been putting out a lot of content, lots of different, uh, interviews. You can get show notes and things like that. We also have a ton of very extensive guides, right? We call them pillar content, resource hubs, whatever you want to call it. They're deep dive pieces of content. All right. And they're right there on the homepage. We put them now, um, and there's more and more coming, but this is to help organize what we have to help you find what you're looking for, right? So dive into those, get the insights you're looking for. It might be about brand storytelling. You might be looking for the best uh, SEO tools. You might be looking for um, you know uh, different things around e-commerce. We have all of that there, depending on what your business is and what you need right now on your journey. Um, so don't forget to stop by at changecreator.com. And that's it, guys. We're going to dive into this conversation. I hope everybody's uh, new year is off to a good start um, and that this conversation is going to help feed your inspiration and give you fresh ideas and insights that drive your business forward. Okay, show me the heat. I know you're going to dig this. Hey, Lori, welcome to the Change Creator Podcast show. How are you doing today? I am great, Adam. Thank you so much for having me on. You are welcome. I'm excited. You know, we uh, we did an interview with Gene and Richard, and now we got you here. So we're keeping it in the Branson family and we keep supporting you guys. And we love all the work you're doing. So I'm excited about this. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I love that you have me on. I'm so glad to be a part of the Branson Center family and just talking to you today. Yeah. Really. How did you get involved with them anyway? Okay, so um, great story. So I've always been interested in entrepreneurship and I actually started my career in marketing and I left my marketing job, started my own business as a marketing agency. Then I got myself back into the entrepreneurship world and I started working, leading um, a tech accelerator in Jamaica. Okay. We, in that tech accelerator, we had a relationship with the Branson Center. We were always partnering together and working closely. So I was quite familiar with their program and their current CEO. Well, I decided to leave that tech accelerator. I saw this CEO of the Branson Center at a farmer's market and she picked me up there. <laughs> <laughs> so I pretty much told me that I needed to come and work with her. She actually had just become the CEO. She was moving the center from Montego Bay where Richard Branson had launched it um, to Kingston where I live and I agreed to come and help her with her program so two and a half years later I'm the CEO of the Branson Center wow that's pretty (laughs) exciting huh yeah quite exciting interesting um so what have you been doing with them since you started yeah, um, thanks for asking that. So, you know, I think when whenever there's a change in leadership, you always want to kind of make your own mark. And the previous two CEOs of the Branson Center had done a stellar job with what they were able to bring individually to the program. And for me, I personally am very much into productivity and wellness, and I wanted to create a pro- program that was supporting the whole C- um, the whole entrepreneur, not just helping them to grow their business from a financial or investment standpoint. So I, when I took over, I was very clear about ensuring that we injected a wellness aspect to the program, and then COVID happened. Mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I think it's become even more important. But while COVID happened, it means that we also had to shift our program. So whereas we were supporting entrepreneurs to accelerate their businesses and we were supporting the entrepreneurs in the growth stage, um, not startups, the... Yeah. Yeah, we had to shift now because of what's happening to our current entrepreneurs. They're losing revenue. They're laying off some of their team members. So we've shifted and we're now focusing on recovery planning. So we are focusing on three pillars, three main areas, which is marketing, which has been a huge, huge demand, particularly how to be visible, how to start telling your story to the right audience so that you create the demand for your products or your services. Um, financial coaching how can you keep more cash in your business you know how do you plan for the future and of course strategic planning what do you need to do now what do you need to do in six months you know 12 months and how can you make decisions that are practical and so what we're doing with that is trying to give them scenario-based approach so that they're not doing these knee-jerk reactions and decision making so that's how we're kind of switching up our program now yeah no it makes a lot of sense and you know people we've noticed the panic right like we had this pandemic take place and then there's a panic and especially in the impact entrepreneurship space people who are with coming from this mindset they feel like they're taking advantage of a situation when it comes to selling during this time um, and this has been a big setback so you know we did a whole week of live uh, videos where we were addressing some things in our Facebook group and you know what we were telling people is the as an entrepreneur, we solve problems, right? So right now, whether, let's take the pandemic away, you're solving someone's problem, put the pandemic on top of it, and they just have different problems to solve. So you could still, you're still just being an entrepreneur, and if you're afraid to sell, then you don't love your audience, because if you love your audience, you're gonna help them by changing their life and selling what you offer, right? I couldn't agree more with you, Adam, and that is, you know, you, you've said a word that's really important, the mindset. You know, we have to change the mindset. It's not about selling to just earn money, especially in the impact space. You're solving a problem for people and you're being rewarded for your efforts. You know, you have to continue to live and thrive so that you can share your gift, whatever your gift is. And I totally agree with that. Love it. Love it. Yeah. So, and how has been, I guess, how has the response been on your side with people coming through the program and stuff? Like, have you started implementing these discussions and changes and like, what's it been like for you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for us, we have been outside of our office for more than eight weeks now. And we had a very much interactive kind of experience for our entrepreneurs and we had to take it 100% online. So we've shifted everything and we thought that we would see a decrease in engagement because our entrepreneurs really like to network with each other. But surprisingly, they love engaging with each other. They actually love coming to our workshop. They love coming to the sessions that we're still having for them because they get this renewed sense of energy and drive to continue doing what they're doing and just getting new ideas and you know being more innovative and collaborative so it's been great for them to have our program continue and I think it's actually been really important for them to continue thriving during this period 
Absolutely. You know what? That networking peoples, they kind of thrive off each other's energy in some ways. And like an interesting example is, you know, we've had a student in one of our programs and he he went through this program and now he spent over $150,000 over the years. He helped, he works with like Olympians, pro athletes, all these people, and he wanted to move his business online, right? And so he struggled and he spent all this money on marketing teams, website designers, and it never came together cohesively because some really fundamental uh, marketing strategy steps were missed, right? So he goes through this program and within two months, he's selling a $1,500 offer. He's getting applications for pros to work with him and all this stuff just started shifting and changing. And when that happened in the group uh, environment, everyone else started getting excited and everyone else started paying more attention and working harder <laughs> and you just see yeah. the uptick. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know what? That reminds me of a session that I just, I recently did with my team yeah. learning how to do masterminds. And I think that's exactly what we need more of now, people actually having these groups of masterminds where you're being encouraged to move to the next level by your peers. And it's not just, you know, everyone sitting down, holding hands, kind of just sopping and crying over spilt milk, but really like, what can you do, you know, to move to the next level and empower each other? I think that's awesome. Absolutely. You know, one of the best pieces of perspective or advice I've gotten was from one of our current mentors. Um, and we pay a pretty penny to be part of these masterminds, you know? And so we were at a summit in Redondo Beach in California not long ago before this whole pandemic. And she was like, listen, all entrepreneurs face the same challenges. It's just the difference between the ones that succeed and don't is how they respond to those challenges. And that is such a simple statement and you might, but people like when you just think about that, it is a game changer because if you, if you let's say you put all this work in in your business, the pandemic hits and now you're not selling, but you just spent 20 grand on marketing and it's not working, you can start to doubt your product. You can start to be fearful and, and start making decisions out of fear and panic. And all of a sudden now your goal from point A to point B gets much, much longer from bad decision making because you're making it out of emotion, right? And if you Absolutely. respond differently, um, it's a game changer, right? Yeah, no, I couldn't agree with you more. There's so much nuggets of wisdom right there because, you know, bad decision making comes from, yes, that whole process of just going down that, you know, that spiral of depression and just self-doubt. Yep. And that's why I think, you know, first just ensuring that you're taking care of yourself because once you're getting enough sleep and exercise, doing all those good things we all know that we should be doing, it increases your capacity to actually make a good decision and to think yes. through, you know, first and foremost. And then I think the next component is, you know, getting up to be a part of those groups, those communities, so that you can recognize what you're offering is actually needed and you don't, you know, talk yourself out of it like yeah, what you're absolutely. describing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and that is the key because if you're smart, you just diagnose the problem and start making smart decisions without being emotionally driven. I remember when I was younger and I was working in a corporate world, thank God that's over, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, my father used to 
used to be a little bit of a mentor to me. And he's like, if you get some email that like really ticks you off and you get emotionally charged, he's like, do not respond for 24 hours. He's like, you cannot respond from an emotional state. I mean, it's just a similar concept, right? Similar idea of how we're thinking about our businesses and responding. And it just changes the entire trajectory. So when you bring in the health aspect to open up the capacity for focus and smart decision making, I love that. Like I've been a big fan of like meditation, um, health, and there's obviously a ton, ton, ton of science that supports what this actually does to improve your own capacities for better, um, you know, decision making and, and business. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I couldn't agree more. I, I'm a big fan of meditation. Um, as I was saying to you, you know, before our, our call, I wear both hats. I'm the CEO of the Branson Center and I'm also very much in the wellness space. I'm a life coach, I'm a health coach, a yoga teacher. And so I totally subscribe to taking care of yourself first so that you can take care of business. And meditation is something that I practice all the time. My own mentor, you know, tells me that the first thing I have to do every day is take care of my fundamentals, which is, yeah. did you get enough sleep to function? Did you um, exercise, did you move your body? Whatever that looks like, and are you putting nourishing food in your body? Those are my fundamentals on top of meditation. You know, I need meditation to focus my mind, get clear. And I think there's a lot of misconception about meditation, but maybe that's a different podcast. Yes. No, I mean, it is because, well, it's also one of these things that like, I've, and I've been guilty as charged, whereas like I did a year straight, 20 minutes of meditation in the morning, 20 minutes in the evening, and I had incredible effect on me. But over time, for so, whatever life circumstances came up, I kind of lost, I fell off the wagon, as they say, <laughs> as they say. And even though you know how important it is to do these things, you have this like unconscious routine of just doing like, I like to wake up, have my coffee, and at 6 a.m. I'm sitting at my desk doing work. <laughs> and I'm like, this is not the best thing for me but I still can't stop myself sometimes you know I know you know the habits you know the habits that we have they're so easy to fall back on I'm not going to say that I don't either especially during this period you know like the first two weeks I was just like oh my god what's happening watching news not doing my meditation but I think it's important to kind of recognize it when you recognize it first and there's an awareness of okay I'm doing something that I know I'm not supposed to be doing how can you shift the habit and yeah. really try and not do what people tell you you should do like you have to do the 20 minutes it could be the minutes you know it could be the five minutes yeah and I think that's important for people to know you know you don't have it's not all or nothing Exactly. It's just do 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 what works for you. Start somewhere, yeah. <laughs> right? Exactly. It makes a big difference. And so, are you applying this now to the Branson Center? Yeah. So, I mean, while as I said to you before, you know, when I started in this capacity, I wanted to bring wellness to our entrepreneurs, and we started doing it through you know some talks um, with myself and the entrepreneurs, as well as with my team. We were you know doing our meditation i brought essential oils to the office <laughs> i did <laughs> and we continue to provide our entrepreneurs with resources and material to support them along their journey of wellness both mentally um physically and even psychologically you know i think all of this helps so just the awareness and sending that message out there to them is what we're doing right now um obviously we're not in the business of wellness but i think personally that it's a big part of of what we need to communicate in order to help them. And funny enough, 
when we were talking to our entrepreneurs, some of them said, you know, we do want more of that. We do want to hear, you know, that some of us are stressed out yeah. <laughs> that we yeah. talk to somebody about being stressed out and oh we didn't know that we could talk to you about being stressed out I'm like of course you can you know you don't have to come to us and just talk to us about business and your numbers and where you're going we're totally here for you in a holistic way so yeah so we've been opening up the floor and just making space for that and I think it's it's working right now I love that and I think it is an important part because it's because it's not just one thing or another. Like if somebody wants to be successful as an entrepreneur, there are multiple parts of the lifestyle that you need to be addressing, like you said, right? You don't you don't just have a car and an engine. You need fuel too. So making it at least, maybe it's not the primary part of what you're teaching, but it is part of the conversation, right? Absolutely. Exactly, Adam. That's it. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and, and I can imagine they're probably hungry for it. And, and you know, it's interesting because I, I follow this guy, James Wedmore. He's a pretty amazing entrepreneur as well. I kind of look up to some of his mentorship over the years. And um, he has this program to help young entrepreneurs. It's called Nail Your Niche. And it, we wanted to explore it. So we're like, let's see what he's doing to help people with his niche. And we look in there. And out of these 10 modules, one of the things he has in there is on meditation. <laughs> So it's like, you know, like it's (laughs) meditate on your niche. I mean, it's just like, man, it's these things are starting to be more commonly integrated as part of a process for success. You know, and I think that that is a way that we need to go. There are so many different things like, you know, meditation, taking care of yourself, productivity. And when I say productivity, I use that very loosely, but just what works for you, you know, decluttering your desktop, you know, decluttering your phone, sure. things that are adding to your stress and anxiety. You know, you pick up your phone and you see, you know, 2000 messages that's adding to your, you know, your stress level and not supporting you in having a calm and clear mind. So there are just so many little nuggets I think that need to be added into this whole trajectory of you know success and achievement and I think that it's not been in the conversation for a long time what some people have been talking about as you said you know, James Wedmore but I think it needs there needs to be a bigger space for it yeah yeah no it totally makes sense and it, I guess it's one of those things that is it's growing, right? So it's it's going through, it's 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 taking its course, I guess, and we are the kind of players that are helping push it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's so important that we do give it a voice and we give it a big voice. And I think more persons, even like Ariana Huffington, who has, you know, completely moved into this, you know, wellness space, I think yeah. it's and you know, showing that that's necessary. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, at the end of the day, like what I have found over the years as an entrepreneur is sure you need some business savvy and you know, you have to understand some of the technical stuff, but when you start making six figures and you want to go to seven figures and things like that, because you're, you're helping more people and you're having a bigger impact. Um, there's a part where no matter who you are and how successful you are, it becomes mostly a mental game. Like what are the uh, subconscious like blocks you have, like bad habits, like we talked about that are holding you back and how do you start getting around those things? So it's the, the bigger part of the puzzle in my perspective has been the mental part of it. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more with you. And I think that as you step more into leadership positions, whether or not it's in a corporate space or it's in your own, yeah. you know, 
your own business, it becomes more of a mental game. It does. It does. <laughs> well, I, you know, because we all have these histories and stuff, and we have certain things that, like, I, it actually led me. I read, um, geez, what's his name? But it's a book called Biology of Belief um, by this doctor. And I started reading a bunch of books about subconscious mind, like Biology of Belief, called Understanding the Science. And it's just incredible how, like, basically 90% of our actions throughout the day are determined by the subconscious. So if you don't understand how you're programmed subconsciously or how to change it f to become the person you want to become, you're going to have a very long road. <laughs> you know? Yes. And yes. And yes. Yeah. So I'm currently doing that. Right. So my mentor is carrying me through this whole program to unlock what's in my own subconscious so that I can continue to lead in a way that I want and show up in the way that I want to. Because I think this is, you know, this is something that's not unique to anyone. We all have traumas. We all have little beliefs that we have that we don't recognize are actually leading our lives and leading our actions. And I think it's very important to tap into that and just figure out what's going on so that you can show up as your best self. Absolutely. And now here's a good one for you, Lori, that we probably hear both like from the entrepreneurs we work with is, you know, they have kind of a hate relationship with money because they think it's the root of all evil or they see the Jeff Bezos of the world and they hate that he's hoarding billions of dollars. Um, <laughs> I have found that, okay, if that's how you're, is that, if that's what you're saying about other people, you're just continuously programming yourself to not like money. And guess what happens to people that don't like it? You don't have any. <laughs> right? I don't get it. it doesn't come to you. No, it doesn't totally. come to you. Yeah, totally. I mean, all of that, you know, law of attraction, um, belief system, our own money. Yes, absolutely agree with you. And I have been in the entrepreneurship space for many years now, and that is the very same thing I hear all the time. Entrepreneurs feeling bad about charging for their services. Yes. You know, um, feeling like they have this gift, whether it's service-based or product-based, and they should give. And particularly when you're talking about, you know, social impact, people are very apprehensive about charging. But then my question is, how do you survive to continue to offer the service if you don't get paid for it? 100%. You can't help anybody then. And I thought yep. that's why you're here. You're here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, you know, it, you know, it, I get it because I used to be that guy. I was the guy who hated money. It's the root of all evil. It, it causes poor human behavior, um, and so I took. I mean, and I still work on it. I do meditation, affirmations. Like I had to like really re change my perspective and my thinking about that. Otherwise, I just got capped off at like. I, it's funny how your bank account and your business earnings will just cap off at whatever your setting is at. <laughs> and you're like, why am I stuck here? <laughs> like, and you just got to start figuring that out. Yeah, you have, you have to call it in. I totally believe in manifesting and that your thoughts and your words have power. And I did, you know, I love... I'm not sure if I can say her name on a podcast, but um, I did this course <laughs> somewhere about money manifesting. And one of the interesting things that I'm very conscious and aware of is how we speak about money. And I have children and what I say to my children about money, I'm very aware now. So, you know, just say, you know, don't touch that money. It's dirty. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. money doesn't grow on trees. Exactly. Are, was, this <laughs> T Har T, uh, was this a girl or about T. Harv Ecker? 
Um, no, it's um, she has this program called um, Get Rich Bitch. <laughs> oh, okay. I probably don't know her, but I, I've seen a few people out there hitting this uh, market like that, and it's they all are teaching a very common, you know, uh, concept, which is to help you get over the and understand these barriers. Right. right? Her name is Denise Duffield Thomas. Okay. That's her. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know her. No. Yeah, you can talk about. We could talk okay, about yeah. other people, sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I don't know if I could say that word on, but... Yeah, yeah it's all good. It's that's the name of her thing. Okay, interesting. You know, it's funny because you talked about, like, freeing up space before. Mm-hmm. You know what I recently did? Um, I catch myself, like, just unconsciously grabbing my phone to look at... Uh, updates, you know, like what's going on with our marketing on Facebook, what, any new emails or just whatever. And I was getting so like, oh my God, I got to stop doing this. So I set an alarm for 9am, 12pm, 3pm and 7pm. And those are the only four times a day that I will check email and stats or anything. And it's made a huge difference. I've My weekly phone time has gone down four hours. Yeah, I think that's great, Adam. And that is exactly what more people need to do. I totally do the same thing, too. I go and I look at my phone constantly. Even if I'm in the middle of writing something, I'm checking to see if another message came in because I have to respond (laughs) quickly, you know? And I think we all are guilty of it. And it's changing the habit by saying, you know what? I'm going to set a certain amount of time to do different tasks and I do that myself so I have scheduled my time into different blocks I have admin time where I'm checking email and that's usually in the morning or the evening then I have focus time which is my one or two hours of actual dedicated work and that for me is in the morning sometime where my brain is clear I have the most energy and willpower and then I have sacred time where it's for my kids and I had to have this when I was in the office because I'd pick up my kids from school drop them home and so I knew that I couldn't have time for meetings or for work or for you know anything so I would block these times in my calendar and I try to do it still having that sacred time where I'm spending that you know hour or a few minutes doing whatever with the kids or with whoever or for myself you know so that's how I kind of block my time as well yeah I love that I love that yeah so what are some major I guess um things to look out for right now with the Branson Center that people should be aware of. Now you guys are focused in the Caribbean, right? So do you have to live in the Caribbean then to be part of what you're doing or how how does that all work for people? Yeah, thanks for asking. Um, So we are Caribbean-based. We're Branson Center Caribbean. So we support entrepreneurs in the Caribbean. We have had entrepreneurs in other countries, but who are somehow related to Caribbean, right? Yeah. We do, however, have a global network of mentors, coaches, facilitators who all support us to help what we're doing. And our mission is to create dynamic Caribbean economies because, you know, as many people know, the Caribbean suffers from low um, unemployment and GDP growth. And so when Richard Branson started the Branson Center of Entrepreneurship, it was to inject more innovation and, you know, spark more entrepreneurs starting up and creating businesses and creating jobs that would lead to economic growth. So since we started in 2011, we've made a lot of shifts. And right now we are supporting our entrepreneurs here 
in our cohort to recover um, and become resilient. We're also we also have a blue economy program because you know climate change is yeah. and ocean health is something that's very important to us. It's very important to our founder as well, Richard Branson. And so we have been supporting the blue economy with a special stream. And in our response for this whole crisis, we are now putting together a whole hub that we will make available to public so that people can access some of our training so that they can grow their businesses or recover from this crisis. So there, you know, there's lots that we're going to be putting out. We're actually going to be doing a summit soon um, to support everyone globally as well, not just the Caribbean. That is awesome. Yeah, I love it. So where can people just learn a little bit more and find out, um, you know, what you guys are up to? Where's the best place for them to go? Yeah, so you can find us at BransonCenter.co. Um, that's our website and you can find us on Instagram Ransom Center Caribbean and those are the best places to find us we're also on Facebook we're on Twitter but I think you know go to our website to check us out go to Instagram and see what we're doing it would be great to get more people interested in what we're doing support in any way we're looking for um, we're always looking for mentors and persons who would just like to help with their expertise you know yeah absolutely and just so anybody listening knows it's spelled Branson and then the word center is C-E-N-T-R-E okay yeah just Dr. Thanks. <laughs> uh, Lori, thanks so much for your time today. This was a lot of fun, and um, I feel like there's just a lot we're on the same page about, so it's exciting to see what you're bringing to the table for the Branson team, and, and you're obviously a great fit for them. Oh, thank you so much, Adam. This was such fun. I love talking to you. Thank you so much. All right. Take care now. You take care. Thanks for tuning into the Change Creator podcast. Visit us at changecreator.com forward slash go big to get access to free downloads and other great resources that will drive your business forward.